Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome everybody to the Divorce Etc. podcast. We are thrilled to have Ms. Renee Bauer with us today. She is a divorce attorney author and the host of Happy Even After Divorce. Um, So welcome to our show today. Hey, welcome ladies. I'm so pumped to be here. We're so glad that you took the time. So thank you so much. Every time we see Renee, we're like, oh my God, rainbows and unicorns. She's like, (laughs) she doesn't even have to say anything. And she just like exudes this positive energy that we thrive on. We love that. And that's really what X experts is striving to do is you might get in a funk. You might have a shitty day. You might get bogged down, but you know what? Like we're good. Right. In the end, you're going to be good. It's going to be okay. So Renee has an interesting story. And as we interview more and more people on our podcast, we realize that so many of us who have gone through divorce have made it a passion mission to make a difference for other people going through divorce so that they're not going to experience it the way that we did. And it's like, it's really cool and should be celebrated that there are so many of us out there because we're, we're bringing you guys all together, all the Renee Bowers of the world into our platform so that you can see that it will get better with, with whoever you resonate with. So without further ado, Renee, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and then we'll get into the podcast and what you're working on now. Sure. So I'm a divorce lawyer and I've been doing that for almost two decades. And the funny thing about that is I'm also twice divorced, but my personal world and my professional world were completely different and separated from each other intentionally because I did not bring the two of them together. So for years, every single day I would show up, I do my job, I'd be all buttoned up, I kind of like click clack into cord in my heels and put on an act and play a role that I thought that I was supposed to. I never shared my story because when I went home at night, I would like click off my kick off my heels and I was a broken version of myself because I had two divorces under my belt. So while I was helping people every single day getting through their own divorce, I hadn't really like faced the all of the feelings and the shame and the guilt and all of the the embarrassment from having two divorces being in, in as a divorce lawyer. So I didn't talk about my own divorces and for years I kind of operated that I did my job and I came home and I had shame and I was embarrassed and I thought hey like maybe just love isn't meant for me. And then one day a friend of mine had said, listen, I have a podcast. I'm like, what's that? I don't listen to those. She's like, just come on. She's like, I'll bring some sushi over. We'll have a drink. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, sushi, you had me at sushi. Like, that's good. And she comes over, we have a martini. She clicks the mic, clips the mic on me. And she starts asking me about my divorce. And for the first time ever, I spoke about it publicly. And when that episode dropped, two things happened. One, I had to call up my mother and be like, mom, like you might have come up and it might not be flattering. And two, I got bombarded with messages from other women who said, thank you for sharing your story. I too sat in the shame. I was embarrassed to talk about it. And oh my God, you're twice divorced. Like I thought I was the only one. 
And that's when I realized that keeping it in was not the right thing to do. And I had right. to talk about it and I had to drop my own feelings about it and kind of work through what I needed to, to heal. So I could share my story and I could talk about it. Like now I, I can joke about my, my two husbands and I do frequently. Well, I have three husbands now, you know, two exes, <laughs> one, one current. <laughs> so you know, I can joke about it, but that's because I started talking about it and I stopped being ashamed. You know, we've had so many conversations. There are so many pieces of what you just said that resonate so deeply. And we've had so many conversations, A, about the stigma, the shame, the embarrassment, the guilt around divorce coming from women as women. And then separately, personally, like resonating with the twice divorced aspect, because I really felt like I thought that that was going to kind of make me a pariah that it would, people would be like, what's wrong with her and like have even more specific and worse judgment of me as a person because of the fact that two marriages um, were not successful. But then separately from that, we also talk all the time about the importance of talking about things and normalizing things whether it's divorce or other circumstances in our lives, things our kids are going through, things that we just as human beings may feel adverse to talking about. But then when you do, all of a sudden, all of these people come out of the woodwork and they're like, oh my God, I am also dealing with that. My kid is also dealing with that, you know, whatever the case may be. And like, it just builds community and it bonds people yeah. together. Like when you hear other people's stories, not in a negative way, like misery loves company, but kind of like if they've gone through it and they've been successful figuring it out on the other side, then maybe I can too. So I just love everything you just said, because I feel like it hits all of these different points that go directly to the intention of ex-experts also. The other thing that you mentioned is like your career was helping all these people and then you couldn't help yourself. Yeah. And, um, when you're in the thick of it, I totally get it. Like I could not climb my way out of my marriage until I, I literally was given the exit sign and like racing shoes. I mean, I, it, it just, I just could not get beyond it. And it's, it's sad to think about, I mean, look at us, we're strong, successful women and we couldn't. We couldn't like find our ways out. Right. We couldn't help ourselves. But wait, wait, hang on. So as soon as the lesson here really is, I know for me, I know Jessica, and it sounds like for you too, the minute you start talking about it, you start healing. And the longer you suppress it and ignore it, even though your stomach is going to be a shit show, maybe literally, yeah. um, the longer you ignore your gut, the worse it's going to get, you're not, you're going to be stuck in that spiral until you start letting it go. Like putting the words to the universe, putting them on paper, mouthing them. I don't care what you do, but you have to literally get it out of your body. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, God, you shed that skin. So mm -hmm. that's really, really terrific. But Renee, I'm curious, like as a divorce attorney, I'm sure a lot of people say this to you, you know, better than to feel like there's a stigma and a yeah. shame and that around divorce. So I find that actually quite fascinating that as a divorce attorney, you personally were feeling 
guilt and embarrassment and, and that around divorce. Can you talk about that? Yeah, because, you know, and maybe not, it wasn't as bad for divorce number one, but when you roll around to divorce number two, it gets really embarrassing. And when people know it was like, hey, for me, it was a super short marriage, like a blip on my radar. And it was like, didn't you just get married? Like it just happened. You know, I was married and divorced in like a year and a half. So it was that fast. And so you, you start to say, okay, well, what's wrong with me? And that was part of it. I internalized all of it. and was like, even though it was, this was definitely not a me problem and that spouse, um, and I don't like to go into the negativity of it, you know, but it was all the bad things, any, any bad thing that someone could say that was that marriage. And you still can't help but say what's wrong with me. And I was so broken when I came out of that, like my self-confidence, my self-worth, all of that was like really down in the dumps. And even though I showed up and did that job every single day, helping people, dealing with the legality of it, that didn't mean that my head was on straight. And because when you go through something like that, you can't help but but turn the blame and look, you know, you look in the mirror and say, well, what the heck, like what's happening here? What bad choices have I made? And why can't I get this right? And I think that it's only natural that we do that. So my, Jess, my, my worlds were so compartmentalized. Like I was just living two different lives. And even though the rational side of me told me like, Hey, this is nothing to be embarrassed or ashamed about that other side was not catching up. Like she wasn't getting the message. So, you know, it just, it was, and so yes, I should have known better. And yet I still had to go through that in order to really heal because I was quick fixing my emotions. I was trying to like pretend everything was okay. And like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the boss. I'm the, the professional, I'm the perfectionist. Like my life is, is all in order and good. And this, it was absolutely not in order. So it took me to recognize like, you don't have to be in order. And I think that that's something that happens a lot as you have like, high achieving women who have everything together, who put out into the world that they have everything um, neat and tidy. And really, we know that that's not true. And it's really hard to show up and be like, you know what, I'm imperfect. Like, that's a really hard conversation to have with yourself and then put it out there. And, and taking ownership of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't recognize the woman I was for the last several years of my marriage. I don't even know. I, I can't even relate to her. She's yeah. nothing like me. And it's also could be like a slow kind of burn. Like you just disassociate and, and you bury it. And then that's how you get through the day. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you don't take it in, even though you are taking it in, but you like, you kind of silence it in your ears, then you can just function like a robot every day and show yeah. up to work and help everybody be great and go home. Yeah. And you just have to get to the next day mm -hmm. and, and you can go and you can do it again. And all you're doing is digging a deeper and deeper hole. So I'm really glad that you're sharing your story. Um, it's really important that people know that there is no such thing as perfect. There's perfect for you. Yeah. Your perfect is different from mine and it's different from Jessica's and it's different for relationships and you just have to find your groove and that's perfect. It's not even about perfection though. What I love about everything that you're sharing, Renee, is honestly like, I'm sure I'm not the only one that sits out there and thinks anyone who is a divorce attorney who has been divorced has their shit together. 
because they know what goes into the process of divorce. They know what they have to be prepared to do. They know, or probably understand a little bit better that there's like the emotional side and the business side and how to compartmentalize that. Like I just would have thought that a divorce attorney would maybe be better prepared for divorce (laughs) because we don't, because we don't always think about like, okay, well, how emotionally devastating is it? Is it for them too? It is for everyone. It doesn't matter what your background is, what your job is. So I feel like there's a little bit of comfort. I would imagine for people listening to know that like, even if you're a divorce lawyer, it's still a shit show behind the scenes. Right. That's what it's like for all of us. We all wake up and we try to like put our best foot forward. And it's like, give me a break. It's like, you know, piece of scotch tape in the back, holding it all together. Right. By a thread. We just know how talks about it too. Susan Guthrie talks about being a divorce attorney and Kate Anthony started her, you know, coaching because of the shit show behind the doors. Like really, I think the only way you get through most of that is to keep the shit show behind closed doors. Cause yeah. as soon as it comes out, you're going to have to face it and, and deal, you yeah. know, and deal. The only advantage I had was I knew how to fill out the financial paperwork. Like that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only like, oh, right. so did you save a lot of money on your divorce? Your divorces should have been very inexpensive. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, we didn't, we didn't have lawyers. Um, neither of mine did we have lawyers. So it was worked out really easily. And, you know, and that's the other thing too, is uh, it was, I wanted the divorce for both of them. Like I asked for the first and then the second, I had no choice. Like that had to happen. And it still really sucks. Like just because you're the one who says, okay, I'm making this decision doesn't mean it's any easier than someone who has it thrust upon them. Like it sucks both ways. We literally just had that conversation as part of one of our Instagram live, ask us anythings. One of the questions being, is it easier if you're the one that initiates versus the, you know, the one who didn't initiate and, and I too, um, had initiated. And I was saying it didn't make it easier for me that I'm the one that asked for it. Like it it still sucks. It's a bigger picture. It's a big picture. You, you Mm -hmm. have a huge trickle effect. If you have children, family, friendships, like it's a, it's a full life disruptor. Um, but maybe in a good way to shake things Mm -hmm. up, but but it definitely disrupts a lot. So Renee, so tell us some more about your story. So you personally had gone through two divorces, which I'm sure in a lot of ways gave you other insights for your clients, like benefits to you now seeing it from the inside. One of the things that we've spoken about before is like, you know, you have a divorce lawyer who knows all of the specific ins and outs of divorce, but maybe hasn't experienced it, that that, that emotional side. So they may not have the right bedside manner, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And from there, then you started building up more of this educational program. Tell us about that. Yeah. So one thing I noticed is that people who came out of their divorce the, uh, out the other end in an okay place and ready to thrive and excited about their future had a different way of thinking about their divorce. And it was that, that little switch that made all of the difference in how someone came out. And it didn't matter what was in their divorce agreement. 
It did not matter how much alimony they were getting. It didn't matter if they got the extra 300 bucks a week that they were fighting for, because if they were stuck and their mindset wasn't right, that extra money was not going to help them in any sort of way. Mm -hmm. So what I really wanted to do was take the mindset work and combine it with the education piece of it, because so many people are afraid or overwhelmed or scared because they don't know how the process works. They don't know what to think about. They don't know how to get ready for the divorce. They don't know how to start thinking about dividing property or parenting plans. So I wanted to provide the education piece of it, but also under the umbrella of, okay, let's, let's think about the mind. Let's think about how you're treating this divorce and how you're thinking about it. And let's talk about expectations and when unreasonable expectations can be really expensive. And so I combined all of that together in a online digital course called the D course, uh, which is, uh, has 12 videos and it breaks down all of the things that you need to think about. It is not a replacement for a lawyer, but it's just to get you prepared to start to feel more comfortable with the conversations you're going to have throughout the process of your divorce. So is this meant for people who are kind of just starting to think about the idea of getting divorced, not people who are in the thick of it? You know, it could be for someone who's in the thick of it too. And if, because it's sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it's a really long process. And if they feel stagnant and they don't know what the next step is, this would be a good place to go. They can watch the videos at their own pace. They can pick and choose which topics. And that might help them start to reframe what they think about what a settlement might look like. So it's for someone who's at the very beginning or in the middle of it. And, and oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I, I was just going to say, really focusing on mindset goes back to your whole story and what, what we were just talking about a few minutes later. And we know that divorce is a business. It's a negotiation. You have a contract and then you walk away. And if you don't address the mental part of it, it will drag on. And, it, you, and even if it's over on a piece of paper, you're still stuck there. It's like you're never growing up. If you yeah. don't change your mindset, if you don't look at things differently. So I, I think that this is really critical, especially having it, you, it sounds like you can consume it at your own pace. If these are all videos and, and you're not locked into, you know, 9am every Monday with your therapist or whatever that is, and that might work for you, but this sounds like a really nice alternative to slowly kind of get your feet wet into realizing that, you know, you, you got to look at things a little bit differently now. Yeah, because education is power. And you, you once you start to realize what every what is involved and how to get organized and how to start thinking about this, you have the power to start creating the future that you want. And that's what it's all about. It's about getting out of the divorce as fast as you can, because the longer you stay in the process, the more stuck you're going to be. It's going to be harder right. to heal. You're never, you know, it's going to be harder to forgive, to move on. So you really want to get through it as quickly as possible. And sometimes lawyers really don't do a good job with that. They no, they don't. And it, and it becomes crazy, mm -hmm. stupid money that yeah. you don't even have and people are filing bankruptcy and yeah, yeah all the time so you can move on with your life. Because if right. it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yep, so absolutely. Renee, I'm curious from um, like the divorce attorney side. So, so where ha, had you been a divorce attorney first before your first actual divorce? Yes, I okay. was. Yeah. So wh what, do, what would you say that you learned or like were surprised by 
that you maybe didn't know your clients had always been dealing with or going through that you hadn't seen that part of it until you had actually gone through the divorce yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. It's no, it's that everyone goes through it at an, a different pace. So in my situation, while I was ready to take that step, my ex was not, and I had to show up or meet him where he was in order to get out the other side. And even if I wanted things to move really fast, he wasn't there. And so just being aware that sometimes you have to slow down. Sometimes you have to meet your soon to be ex at, at the place that they are. So then, then you can both move through it together. You can't kind of rush it through if someone's not quite ready to take, to start having those negotiation conversations. I'm not saying you drag it out for a year or anything like that, but you're just being a little bit aware that if the paperwork gets filed, maybe you're not going to start talking about how you're dividing things three days later. You know, you have to let right. them process it a little bit. Right. I also think it's interesting that you that you mentioned that you didn't really talk about your personal life and your own two divorces within your professional life. But I, I, I'm not a divorce lawyer, but I almost feel like there is an element of like, I might be more drawn to hire someone as a divorce yeah. lawyer if I know they've been through it on the other side because right. they're going to have a different bedside manner then someone, you know, to me, it's almost like, although most of my life I did go to a male gynecologist, but it's like, what the fuck does he know about how I'm feeling or like, right. you know, what's going on inside a woman's body? Right. Like, oh, I heard, or women usually. Yeah. Say, oh, he's telling me that that pain is normal. What the? Yeah. But so I feel like had I, it's an interesting choice that you would have chosen not to speak to people about the fact that you've been divorced. I would think it gives you a leg up. I know, but not, not when you're raised to be like the people pleaser and you're trying to be a perfectionist and trying to come across like hire me because I have my shit together, you know, like look at, I'm in my suit and I have it all together. Right. Not hire me that. because I've been divorced twice yeah. and I have my shit together and I'm still standing here in my suit. Right. Right. That was, I mean, that was, that was the journey. That yeah, was my feeling journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, now and so she owns it and she's right. rocking it. So, <laughs> so you're open. So now you're like, you're open about it. Your clients all know, I mean, you have your, the, oh, your yeah. podcast and right. Oh yeah. Like there is no, and you know, I, I don't ever talk bad about exes. I don't go there because it's not useful. It's not helpful. It doesn't help anyone get through it. And yeah, I really, really focus all my conversations with people and clients and on the podcast is okay. How, how do you, how do you create your own happy even after like you are the creator of what your next chapter looks like now, how do you do it? Stop pointing the finger, stop blaming the act, stop saying all the ways you've been wronged. What are you going to do to move forward and be happy? And that's the key right there. I love that. 100%. Pull up your big girl pants and just yeah. keep going. Well, but, but take responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you can pull up your pants, but if you're not taking responsibility, like I was in a terrible marriage and, and there are all these terrible things that anybody can say, like you're saying, but it doesn't help me. What helps yeah. me is to know that I allowed that to happen. Yeah. I enabled it to happen. What's wrong with me? How am I okay with letting somebody treat me like that? Right. That yeah. is the shift. As soon as you stop blaming the other person mm -hmm. and you look at yourself and you're like, I am a really good mom. I'm a really good person. I'm smart. I'm everything. What the fuck was I doing? Yeah. How could I possibly? And so you talk about your mother. I can't talk about my mother out loud. Um, 
but I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I hear you. And, um, but all that does again, like, what am I going to blame her for? Yeah. I'm just not going to repeat it. Right. Right. Well, my kids, and I'm going to lead my life differently. So thank you for the lesson. Yes. There we go. Absolutely. Because if you don't, then you're going to end up in that second marriage that then will, it will fall a third apart. marriage, a fourth because marriage. Have, uh, figured yeah. it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Renee, so before we, before we wrap things up, what would you say is like your number one, most beneficial piece of advice for people that are a, about to go through divorce or going through divorce? Go to counseling to have some support because your friends are going to cheer you on and say all of the awful things to add fuel to the fire. And that's not helpful. Go to a counselor to admit because everyone at some point, if you're going through a divorce, you should have someone, some professional guidance so that you can talk through some of this stuff. So you don't think you're going crazy. And if it's not a counselor, then a community, exactly what you guys are creating. Um, tap into people like you who are doing the work and the professionals who are doing it, not from a place of let's, let's, let's make your ex pay, but let's look to the future. Um, and so so it's community. It's community and conversations. That I think that that's more important because then you can start to really move forward after you have all of that in place. Love this that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank. We have a lot more to talk about as always, and we would love to have you back. But for today, thank you so much for taking the time and for sharing your story. Because for people who are still out there and are still feeling like they have to be closed mouth and that they are still feeling the shame and the stigma and don't want to talk about it. I love hearing like, and being inspired by you that yes, sharing your story actually is going to be helpful for yourself and for others. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you, ladies. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the ex-experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.